1: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's my pleasure to announce the 2020 winner of her trophy to Leon Drysidle. Leon Drive
0: University of Wisconsin. We have a star in the making right now for the Edmonton Oilers. Now we've got a wild scrum with fights breaking out all over the place. Jason's looking like he's picking the right time to get
1: hot
2: here. This is Ryan Nijan Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. are a really good team. Um, you know, we know that. and trying to go out there and show that every game. I'm James Neal. I know this. jajar from your Edmonton Oilers. This is the battle of Alberta we've been waiting for for three decades.
1: pass Archibald Richardson
0: Mike Smith, Leon Dreisaitl.
1: This is Conor McDeer from your Edmonton Oilers. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Unbelievable. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot What Want to stop me by Vico Koskinen? Now, Bob Stoffer <laughs> On the official station of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 check.
0: Scott with you and Oilers now. Hope you had a wonderful weekend. Love that album. Tell me why, Mr. I think I got a pretty good idea why, but tell me why, oh why, did
2: you open up with Mysterious Ways from Octune Baby? Well, this album went number one on the U.S. charts on this day in 1991. There
0: you have it. Uh, Daniel Lanois, I know we've played him before, uh, produced the whole thing canadian guy and uh very i'd say mixed feelings about uh, this album for a lot of people out there frankly it's probably my second favorite uh, u2 album of all time uh Self-indulgent? I think they poked a little bit of fun at themselves, actually, and uh, I'm a big uh, fan of self-deprecation. I know at times people have found uh, you, two to be a little bit self-indulgent. At times, some of you have found me to be a little bit self-indulgent with some of my storytelling. That's the last time I'll ever compare myself to one of the greatest bands of all time. This is uh, Oilers Now. Again, hope you had a great weekend. We had a lot to get to. A little bit different show today uh coming up brought to you as always by digitex Buy or release your next office network printer from the digitex.ca e-commerce store alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office it and supplies coming up on today's show our regular wednesday contributor to oilers now is john shannon and uh he will give us uh what's we'll find out what's happening if anything On the NHL, NHLPA front, of course, we continue, uh, to deal with a significant, uh, pandemic that is truly our opponent. And, uh, but, uh, that's going to play a factor, obviously. And when we do return to play, some news, obviously, if the NBA that they're going to be receiving, uh, each of the individual teams will re- be receiving a little bit of money, a line of credit from the league. And it looks like the NHL might be going down in that same, uh, path as well. So John Shannon coming up at 1235 today at 105. The book is called One Game at a Time. My journey from small town Alberta to hockey's biggest stage harnarayan singh will be joining us on uh, oilers now he of course uh works at times for nhl hockey while well, he's with nhl hockey and rogers uh he's also involved uh in doing a little bit of play-by-play work and it's sort of an interesting uh, storyline he did hockey night in canada punjabi so i'm gonna get uh, harnarayan on and uh, have a conversation with him coming up on uh, today's edition of Oilers now and at 135 we have not Engrossed ourselves in an heavy-duty analytics discussion. Darcy McLeod, aka Wood Guy, at one thirty-five today. We will be hitting on the fact that many do not have. I know that the Athletic did an informal poll with about fifteen uh, American. Uh, executives of American teams and they had the orders like 4th or 5th in an all Canadian division we'll talk about that with Darcy we'll talk about the numbers that McDavid and Drysdale put up last year and whether or not uh, things like Corsi matter as much for players of high end skill I mean I, I once saw somebody actually submit a piece a number of years ago that said the orders of the mid 80s were not that good because they got outshot in a bunch of games and I'm thinking to myself, did you actually watch the play? And that brings in there and lies part of the rub uh, and the challenge when it comes to analytics. And so uh – you know, Edmonton was a different team, I think we all know, after Connor Yamamoto got recalled, came up, played his first game on December 31st a year ago against the New York Rangers. Edmonton had some decent possession metrics in the second half of the season. They got caved in in the first half of the season. They didn't have enough speed and depth on the wings throughout lines two through four. Yamamoto came up. Uh, the order split up Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. And Nugent Hopkins and Yamamoto and Dreisettle got humming. And... Uh, I think you're going to be surprised at what Darcy has to say coming up at 135. We will also uh, talk about the new additions to Edmonton, whether or not they'll be able to have more of the 50-50 puck possession in lines three through four carrying forward this season. And for some reason, he wants to talk about Aaron Dell. I, I'm not sure why, but we'll I, I think I have an idea why. We'll get to that as well coming up today. A reminder, you can reach us at any time in the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. All slot machines open to the River Cree and separated by plexiglass. That's one of the many steps the River Cree has taken to follow all H.S. guidelines. Be sure to try one of their nine dining options. This includes the brand-new Italia, where you can enjoy two-for-one entrees at Italia. On Wednesdays and Thursdays, the River Cree Resort Casino, Alberta's premier resort destination. Of course, you can uh, text us at any time at 780-496-0063 on the Ashley Fine Floor's text line. Ashley Fine Floor is ready for your kids' pregame warm-up. We're on Twitter. at orders now. Tweet me personally, Bob underscore Starford, and tweet Brendan at Brendan with two Es, Scott with two T's got to ask you, Brendan. I'm going to bring you into this conversation uh, coming up here on today's show. Um, two years ago today, after not scoring for seven consecutive games, Leon Dreisaitl... Uh, okay. Uh, uh, two years ago today... Leon Dreisaitl had gone seven goals without a game. He scored twice, added an assist. Connor McDavid had a goal and three assists. The Edmonton owners pounded the Minnesota Wild 7-2. Dreisidel would go on to score 37 goals in the final 54 games of the season, en route to a 50-goal 50, um, 50 season. The question I have for the listeners today, it's generally considered today that Leon Dreisaitl is one of the five best players in the National Hockey League. And I want to know from you, on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. At what point did you start to see Connor uh, Leon Dry settle as let's uh, let's be conservative a top ten player in the NHL? I guess I'll ask a two parter: Is he a top five player in the world? And it, and then secondly, at what point? Did you start to think that he was either a top five or top 10 player in the world? 7804960063. Brendan, the floor is yours.
2: That's an interesting one because it was almost like when he was scoring ad nauseum the first year around, not this most recent Art Ross year, but the year prior to that. Um, you know, I was kind of waiting for the fall off. When is this going to come back down to earth? So I would say by the time the second half of that season rolled around, not Art Ross season, but the year before, that was when I started to really get convinced that this guy just saw the ice a little bit differently than the rest and when you start combining that you know his playmaking ability his his ridiculous shot and uh and his size that he's able to work around the ice now um for me i think that it was doubled down in the art ross year but he started to show the ability a little bit before that
0: To me, if you're one of the 250 goal scorers of the National Hockey League, aren't you kind of on the radar screen at that point, Brendan? You know what I'm saying? 37 goals in the final 54 games. I mean, it's been an interesting discussion. Uh, You know, there's been. I'm here to tell you, and you don't have to agree with me. That's fine. That's the beauty of this show, and we discuss the fun stuff because there's some other stuff right now out there in society that ain't fun at all for anybody. It's just brutal. And uh, and it's sucking the life out of all of us on a day-to-day basis, and it's tough, and we just got to find a way to get through it. So this stuff's the fun stuff that we get to debate on, on, on radio. But I, I'll go back to Leon's rookie year. In 2014-15, the last game he played, his 37th game in the NHL that season was against the Calgary Flames. He was the Oilers' best player down in Calgary. And I thought, to, like Joe Thornton's rookie campaign with Boston, he did not kill it in his first year. Now, they had him down the third, fourth line the entire year, but he played the full year in Boston that year. In drysettle's case, you know, I actually – I know he had two goals and nine points or whatever in the 37 games. I'm here to tell you right now I could have seen him finishing picking up 20 points in the final 40 games of the season that year. Like, I thought he he was just starting to realize, okay, this is the pace i got to play at. Obviously, he, you know, Craig McTavish wasn't going to let him go to Prince Albert. Craig was the GM then. There was a deal orchestrated to get Leon from PA into Kelowna for Bruce Hamilton. And Kelowna had previously acquired Josh Morrissey. And Leon had a great second half of the year in the WHL. It was the WHL MVP in the playoffs. Was the Memorial Cup MVP took off. So, and then as, uh, you know, then the next season, of course, he started in the minors. Played a lot with Taylor Hall and Teddy Purcell when he came up. First game he came up, he was on a line uh, with Nugent Hopkins and Hall. Uh, Connor McDavid had been injured by that point, And he, actually, Connor McDavid was not yet hurt. Uh, Connor McDavid was centering Yakupov and Puliat. But uh, Leon came up, scored a couple goals, and then ended up playing with Taylor Hall a lot and Purcell and had like a 50 point season. So then he gets the back-to-back 70-point campaigns, and a lot of people sort of were under the impression, with the exception of the playoff year against Anaheim, that Dreisidel did that off the back of, Le- of uh, Connor McDavid until he got 50. For me, you get that 50, well, now you're talking about a guy that's top 10. Some of you are probably going to text us right now in the Ashley Floors text line and say, you know what, Stauffer, it didn't start for me until he started centering his own line full-time with Yamamoto and Nugent Hopkins. So I'd like to know what people think. Text us 780 or Ashley Fine Floors. Text line. Ashley Fine Floors. Ready for your kids. Pre-game. Warm up. Again, we're on Twitter. at now. You can tweet me personally. Bob underscore stoffer and Brendan at Brendan with two E's. Escott with two T's. To today's top story brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Get to uh, a situation where you get no payments and no interest for one year on new. Furnace purchases at Legacy Heating and Cooling, and we're going to go into, and again, we'll have John Shannon coming down the pipe, our NHL insider, in about 16 minutes' time to the Oilers. Now, Audio Vault for Direct Workwear, supporting local and Canadian manufacturers in Edmonton and online at DirectWorkwear.com. Uh, Elliot Friedman does our show every Friday for the River Creek Resort Casino, and this was Elliot's update on the negotiations between the NHL and the NHLPA.
1: The league presented the players with uh, two schedules, 52 and 56 games. I think the preference is 56. Um, From what I understand, the teams that didn't make the playoffs last year, they would report for training camp on December 28th. Um, The teams that did make the uh, playoffs last year would report for camp on New Year's Day. Um, The season would start January 15th. Um, And, uh, you know, that's kind of where we're going. And if they can get this done. Now, still to be, um, you know, and I I believe some teams have been kind of hinted to them that they're going to get some clarity in the next few days. So they're really trying at this. They're grinding at this. You know, obviously, I don't, I don't think we really know yet what the story is with some of the financial questions. I had heard that they they realized the escrow thing was not going to work. I think there is a willingness from players to defer money. So I think. Think that's going to happen and uh, i think they're going to sort this out i mean the biggest question is going to be the, the challenges that COVID is going to present and some maybe of the local markets is going to re- is going to represent
0: all right and now we're going to tie this in to how this could be carrying forward for the next several years. Elliot Friedman saying a flat cap could be in existence for, the existence for the next six to seven years.
1: I think everybody expects that. Even before Bettman said it the other day, I think teams were bracing for that. Yeah. I've, like ever since the deal got signed, people were saying to me the cap might not move for the length of the deal. And so, now, I do think that I think that, like, Bettman talked about gambling the other day, Um you know that's interesting i do think bob that the jersey the ads on the jersey thing like not NASCAR com- style but it's com- it's I, common i think it i think it's coming. i do um so, like, I think, like, like the one thing that I, I, I do think is, you know, at times people have said, you know, the league doesn't grow revenues as much as it could because there's certain things it doesn't want to do, like ads on jerseys. I wouldn't be surprised if those days are over.
0: That is Elliot Friedman. You can hear him every Friday at Oilers Now, courtesy of our friends with the River Creek Resort and Casino. And that is the Oilers Now audio vault brought to you daily by Direct Workwear, supporting local and Canadian manufacturers in Edmonton and online at directworkwear.com. When we come back, I'm going to get to some of your texts on the Ashley Fine Floors text line and get to NHL today for elite promotional marketing. It's 1222 at Edmonton, and you're listening to Oilers Now subscribe to the Oilers Now
1: podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630
0: All Alright, let's get to the Ashley Five Floors text line. When did Leandro settle become a top five or top ten player for you? Brad says, for me, it was until uh, he was able to center his own line. Also, how come the betting sites have McKinnon as a hard trophy favorite over McDavid when McKinnon hasn't even cracked 100 points? in his career, and can you just automatically pencil in McDavid for 100 points every year? And he's younger than McKinnon from Brad. Well, uh, Connor McDavid, the last four years, has been top two in NHL scoring. Another text here, this one out of Edmonton. Bob, for me, regarding Leon, it was during the 1819 season. Leon, on uh, some nights, was better than McDavid. Not every night, but some nights. Leon would be the best player on the ice, and he showed that at least 15 to 20 times that season. Also, was that the season that Hitch took over? Then in 19... T- yeah, that was the season that Hitch, you're asking me, and the answer is yes, Hitch took over at about the 20-game mark that year. Then in 1920, this past year, he just took another step up and started driving his own line i can't believe the people self on highway two don't think he's a very good player one flames fan told me that they should trade him because edmonton will never win with leon and connor <laughs> but for me it was the 18-19 season and you could see it coming again you could text us at 780 63 uh mark says i think i would reserve the right to wait one more year for leon if he can't put up the same kind of numbers uh, and, yes, uh, then he's in the top five if he can. Uh i look more at the consistency, like McKinnon or McDavid. If he can follow the trend year after year, definitely he's top five for Mark. Well, it's a fair perspective. I mean, he did win the Hart Trophy this year. Another texture says, on Leon, yes, top five. And in 16-17 was the first season he showed the uh, potential to be elite. For me, he actually showed it in 1516. There were times in 1516 where he had some games where you were going, wow. We got literally hundreds of texts. I'm going to try to get through some more here a little bit later on, but right now at this time, off to NHL today. It is brought to you by Edmonton-owned and operated Elite Promotional Marketing. Your local branded merchandise specialist. Head to ElitePromomarketing.com back in the 630 Jet Studios. Brendan Escott.
2: Well, Minnesota wild forward Mats Zuccarello had surgery on his right arm last month in Norway. He will miss the start of training camp as a result. No current timetable for a return there. Tampa Bay Lightning signed uh, Rob Zettler to their coaching staff. He was uh, working with John Cooper with the AHL affiliate Syracuse Crunch a number of years back before becoming the head coach of that team. He also had a 14-year NHL career as a player, did Zettler. Uh, from the ECHL, the Cincinnati Cyclones, Idaho Steelheads and Kalamazoo Wings have all suspended play for the upcoming season. All players under contract with those clubs are now free agents effective immediately. The Oilers affiliate, the Wichita Thunder, still operating as normally as can be, uh, at least on the surface. And Max. Maxime Lapierre officially announcing his retirement from the NHL yesterday despite not having played since 2014-15. 35-year-old Bob finishes with 614 total games to his credit. I know him best from being a problematic third-line center for the Vancouver Canucks during that playoff run in 2011.
0: I know him best as a guy that most Oiler fans wish they could have maybe punched in the face once in a while in their lives. Uh, that guy was a pain in the ass. There's no question about that. Let's get to some quick text here. Back to of Bob, as far as Leon being a top five player, I recognized that when he was on defense on the PK, I was already convinced of his superior offensive skills. This text is out of Edmonton. He had done it without Connor and had scored consistently, but when I saw him dominate the PK and on two men down, he just took over the ice and tracked down guys, outsmarted and got in better spots on the ice and of the opposition well part of the reason he's out there is because he can win a face-off once in a while too not a lot of top 10 scores in the league last year play on uh three v five situations in fact he might be the only one uh a w- couple other notes cactus jack is texas show bob you haven't even mentioned uh mentioned alabama smoking lsu saturday night and yeah, i was that was great to watch and Jack Michaels, he's got to be pumped up. The Cleveland Browns lighting up Tennessee yesterday. I did not see that coming. Thankfully, I didn't shell out and make a little wager. I would never be hearing the end of it. And as Jack knows, I still haven't paid him back for the last six bets we've made over the course of the last decade. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn. And when we come back, our NHL insider John Shannon will join us for legacy heating and cooling this is oilers now oilers now with bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on
1: oilers radio 6 30 chad